Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, coming to you actually right now. We are in Hilton Head Island. Um, I'm doing this interview actually almost on New Year's Eve. With <laughs> really excited about this topic too. Uh, my guest is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and he is a um, an expert in healthcare. Now, don't don't go running away. Tom is Tom is doing a really important thing, helping entrepreneurs, self-employed people, which is it's always a nightmare with uh, health insurance. So. Um, let me properly introduce him. Thomas Rock Lindsay is on a mission to help other self-employed entrepreneurs solve their healthcare dilemma and transform their family budgets. As former C-suite executives in the PEO industry, Tom and his business partners, John and Steve, have spent the last two years scouring the market for real solutions to the lack of affordability. What they found actually surprised them, and now these insurance, HR, financial, and technology professionals are sharing the answers with people like you through shows like this. Um, and what, what, and when they aren't doing that, they're helping small to mid-sized business owners lower their costs and increase their compliance. So I'm, I'm going to promise not to make this, you know, boring HR insurance stuff because I know we got a lot of people. How you doing today, Tom? I am doing fantastic, Captain Palmer. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Do you, do do I wonder if people ever wonder about that? You know, you know, I've I've interviewed HR people and insurance people, and sometimes people, go, oh. but this is really. I think this is a topic that, first of all, it's very very timely, but it's a major issue with uh, people who are self-employed, like myself, and I've been doing my show for over six years. I know most of the people that are in my audience are, are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and small business owners. So I think you've got a very important niche. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, it, it is super important. There are a lot of people who I think are delaying, postponing, or not even venturing out on their own uh, because of this, you know, and I, I think that if there was a, well, there is, but if, if they knew about this uh, option, it would encourage more people to enter the ranks. The, enter the ranks of uh, self-employed? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Entrepreneurship, self-employment, you know, gig economy worker, freelancer, whatever label they, they want to uh, assign. Yeah. As I was mentioning, as my audience knows, I, so I started my first business in 2001 and Stephanie was um, working for a large um, in, a company in the childcare industry. So she carried our, our family health coverage. And um, about three years ago when, when she left that industry to, so we could pursue our living on this boat and this crazy lifestyle we live on, you know, we had to go find health insurance because the Cobra was so darn expensive. And I think some things have changed, you know, in, since then. And, you know, I keep looking for uh, some, some good changes and alternatives, but man, the gears grind slowly. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Because it's, it, it's run by, you know, the medical industrial complex 
and their interests are not aligned with our interests as individual consumers. Yeah. So how did you initially, I'm just curious how you initially got into this field. Were you in the healthcare industry in general and then decided to focus on entrepreneurs or go back to the beginning a little bit? Yeah, I've always been in the uh, PEO industry or professional employer organization industry. Okay. Which is a, you know, a PEO is a company that helps small and mid-sized companies with their employment responsibilities. So they take over, you know, the payroll HR, the, the payroll taxes, the employee benefits, uh, workers' compensation insurance, workplace safety, basically um, help small and mid-sized employers uh, manage that role of being an employer. And so, yeah, I started in that business back in 1993 and up until, I'm still in it today, but I, in, in 2016, I resigned as the CEO of the company that I co-founded in 2004 and went out and, and joined the, uh, became a sales organization for that company mm-hmm. to, you know, gain some uh, time, freedom of time and, and just more control over my schedule and spend more time with my, my family. And um, one of the unintended consequences of that was I was then now thrust into the, the world of, of um, individual marketplace for health insurance. Right? Prior to that, I'd always been a group health guy, um, you know, providing group health options to our clients and also to our internal staff for, for you know, 23 years. Um, but now going out on my own, I was faced with, uh, like you had mentioned, expensive Cobra. Um, my set, my my earnings had you know been reduced as a result of my decision, and I started looking in the marketplace for what was available and was just uh, shocked by what a terrible value everything all the options were. And there were really only three options. It's the individual marketplace, um, association plans, and short-term policies. So where do you, I was, you know, I don't do politics on the show. So, but, you know, I think the Affordable Care Act turned out to be not so affordable when you look at the deductibles and things like that. But I was really um, a little more hopeful that when some of those regulations were put away, and I think there was talk about creating associations for small business owners and things like that. I, I was really hopeful when I heard that the, um, uh, you know, state lines where you can't cross state lines, I figured, wow, because of the type of um, country we're in, you know, with, with competition and whatnot, you know, these companies would go out and, and be fighting for more business. But I don't, I don't think I've seen that. Have you? Yeah, it's out there. You know, well, the association health plan expansion was a, not a result of the ACA. It's a result of the Trump administration saying, hey, we need to give people more options. So they've um, loosened the rules. They changed the rules so to allow um, associations to offer, um, you know, self-funded programs across state lines amongst individuals who wouldn't otherwise qualify as being able to aggregate. Uh, so 
that's been a good thing. And, you know, one, one shining example of that is uh, Lambda Lakes of all organizations uh, created an association health plan for their uh, vendors or their suppliers. And, Are we talking and about the and, butter company? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So and, what they do that for farmers and things like that or. Yeah, all of their vendors, suppliers, you know, the farmers, people that are in their supply chain um, have, have an option now through, through that. Wow. Um, so those have popped up and they've helped, um, they, you know, expanding short-term policy access has also helped, but you're still participating in this traditional system that is very much controlled by the health insurance companies because you know you have to even if you're going self-insured or partially self-insured as an employer or an association you are still participating in in the health insurance companies you know designed operation because you um, you're part of their provider network they handle most of the the back office administration it's, you know uh, often their tpas um, you know you're still plugged into that that delivery system right um and it's that delivery system which is just chock full of middlemen that causes the cost to be so high and and they, they truly don't have your best interest in mind. And one of the unintended consequences of the ACA, in fact, is, is to create the situation where health insurance companies make more money when premiums go up. And you would think that that's counterintuitive. Like, well, shouldn't an insurance company, uh, you know, be focused on saving their policyholders money? And when they do that, they would make more money. But what happened with the ACA is that it it capped an insurance company's profit at um, the max that it could be is 20%. It'll never be 20% because they've got expenses, but they, the ACA said, hey, you have to spend at least 80% of premium dollars on healthcare. So when, when you have a law that, that does that, then the only way for you to increase your, your profit is to grow the premium because the higher the premium then the higher your profit right um what do you tom what do you think about these uh i don't know if the right term is medical cost sharing i mean i hear commercials for uh i think there's different christian groups but i think i've heard others as well and i i honestly don't know how they work i don't know if it's health insurance or if everybody just pools their money and, and pays for the actual expenses what do you know about those well, that's exactly the solution that I joined after, you know, uh, after scouring the market for options is a medical cost share arrangement. Um, most of the options out there are ministry based and religious based, right? Um, religious organizations started um, health sharing, you know, about 30 years ago and have been you know, operating ever since. They, they took off in popularity because of the ACA uh, and they have 
um, kind of a, they have a religious element to them, right? Where you, you have to uh, sign a statement of faith. Um, however, there are a couple out there that kind of refer to themselves as medical cost sharing and that are not religious based. And Sidera is one of them and that's the one, the one that I'm a member of, Sidera uh, Inc. And is Sidera, I'm sorry, Thomas, Sidera, is that your company or is that a big group that you're part of and recommend? Sidera is a, it's not my company. It's a, it's a medical cost share um, company that I joined. Okay. Uh, and that I am now, um, along with my business partners, we're a sponsoring entity of, so we're, we are an aggregator of, of individuals uh, who participate in, uh, in Sidera, or sort of a, a Sidera association, if you will. So, so it's, I just want to understand, are these, uh, in, am I using the right term, medical cost sharing? Is that how you refer to companies like Sidera? Yes. And so my question is, medical cost sharing, d does everybody in there uh, just split up the actual costs? Are there dues? Are there monthly, you know, are there monthly fees? How does that work? Yeah, so medical cost sharing, first of all, is not insurance, right? There, okay. there, is, no, there is no transfer of risk. So no one's on the hook for your medical expenses. It's a voluntary arrangement. Um, unlike insurance, right? With insurance, you buy a policy and you're actually transferring risk to them. Uh, you pay a premium, they issue a policy, the policy says what they'll pay for, and, and that's insurance. With medical cost sharing, this is a, a, just a voluntary um, association of individuals who've come together, pulling their money, and then um, adopting membership guidelines and helping other members based on the parameters in the guidelines, right? So, you know, there are um, parallels between uh, insurance and medical cost sharing. So with health insurance, you have a policy. With medical cost sharing, you have membership guidelines. Um, with health insurance, policyholders pay premiums. With medical cost sharing, members pay monthly fees. Um, with health insurance, you have a claim. With medical cost sharing, you have a medical need. And with health insurance, they pay claims. And with medical cost sharing, they reimburse medical expenses for eligible medical needs. Does somebody who's in a group like Sidera or any of the others, do they have, do they, are they, do they also have some sort of uh, official health insurance or is this the substitute for that? In my case, it's a total substitute. Okay. And that's, you know, for many, it's a substitute for others. You can have, um, you know, front end, you can have indemnity policies, for example, um, supplemental coverages like, you know, like you would purchase from AFLAC, you know, where you have um, hospitalization or uh, something that pays for uh, a cancer diagnosis and some treatment. Uh, 
So you can use it in conjunction with other insurance products, um, but you typically would not use it in conjunction with your with with another health insurance, you know, major medical health insurance policy. Okay. Um, substitute for that. And when you're in a group like that, um, and uh, let's say somebody in the group or yourself, you know, suddenly needs quadruple bypass and you're faced with, I, I imagine it'd be like a hundred thousand dollar <throat> expense. Is that spread across the whole group? Is that how that works? Yes, that's how that works. In fact, I have a, a good friend of mine who's an entodontist here in, in Arizona who we signed up with Sidera and we were just at the company, uh, our company Christmas party a few weeks ago and we had them uh, out to the party and, and uh, they told us about one of their employees who had actually a, a million dollars worth of medical expenses. Those were subsequently negotiated down to 500, the lower 500 by, by Sidera and then those expenses were shared among the community and they were absolutely uh, ecstatic about the experience, um, how well it worked. And they were just uh, ex very excited about it. I'm fascinated by this concept. And so if somebody's a member, do they have a, do they, how does, I mean, everybody share. So is there a monthly statement? Like this is how, this is the uh, expenses for the, our members divided by, you know, 3,250 members and here's your portion each month or how does that work? Not with Sidera. They, there isn't, they don't send out a, a monthly statement like that. Um, you basically pay your, your monthly fee. And then when you have a, a medical need that exceeds your, what they call initial unshareable amount, then you submit that to Sidera for sharing and uh, they will they will negotiate with the providers to you know on the for the benefit of the entire community to, to lower the, the cost and then they will send you the other members funds with which to pay those negotiated expenses so you're right. That's one big difference between traditional health insurance and medical cost sharing is that you are a cash pay uh, patient, right? Uh, so you, you, let's say you have um, an emergency and you go to the hospital, uh, you would, you would have them bill you for the services. If they want some money up front, which typically they do, you would you would want to pay no more than your your elected IUA. Let's we'll say it's five hundred dollars, so you would pay the five hundred dollars, have them bill you for the difference. Then when the bills arrive, you send them to to Sidera, and they have a a bill review um, company that will negotiate the cost down. And then they'll send you the agreed upon amount for you to then pay the hospital. Tom, how do you even get in the door? Because, uh, well, do you have an insurance card? It's like they, or any doctor, 
I mean, it's like they don't want you to come in if you don't have insurance. Like they're on the phone with you before you even come in the door. <laughs> so what do you say? I'm, I'm with Sidera, and do they accept that? You can say that. They might not know what that is. Um, but the, what I've done is I just, I'm just cash pay. Uh, I'm a cash pay patient. Okay. And they actually, in many instances, prefer cash pay because it's much less hassle, right? They, they don't have to go through all of the administrative work involved. They don't have to be subject to audits for the services that were rendered. Um, and they'll often, um, and, and, and you'll save more money because they charge less than what the insurance company's provider network has negotiated. Got it. In our final uh, six or seven minutes, I'm, I'm fascinated by that topic, but um, what are some of the other ways that uh, people can save, you know, find good health care? What should they be looking for, um, you know, in today's pretty crazy world? Yeah, there's a couple of other great solutions. Um, uh, direct primary care is one. So you have this, I don't know if you ever heard of direct primary care. Is that no. something you heard? So there's a huge movement happening where uh, across the country where doctors are basically leaving the traditional practice and starting their, their own, opting out of insurance and, and selling membership. Memberships where you get you know, unlimited primary care and some lab uh, work and, and other, other, you know, in office services that they're able to provide, which, you know, could include stitches and, and some minor um, other, you know, surgical type procedures. Mm -hmm. So uh, these are fantastic. Um, it's a fantastic option for, for taking care of what is basically, you know, 80% of the average person's medical needs. Right. Uh, a direct primary care membership. And they're all over. There's actually a, there's a, there's a, a soft, a uh, website called DPC finder that will help you, you know, locate a direct primary care practice in your area. And they typically run, I think the one near me is about um, $150 a month for the entire family for unlimited primary care. Um, wow. There's also telemedicine, okay, which is a great option. Uh, and there's also something called virtual primary care, which is kind of a hybrid of telemedicine and direct primary care. Uh, there's actually lots of um, new uh, solution providers that are coming on the scene, a lot of money being invested in, in medical tech and, and alternative, uh, alternative systems. Um, this is a huge topic. I know we just scratched the surface. Tom, somebody, if somebody wanted to reach out, um, who's an entrepreneur, do you, do you, I'm sure you'll talk to them, you'll talk to them, but do you work like a traditional, like how, how do you work? And then please give some contact information. Yeah. I mean, you could, we're, we are a traditional health 
um, Life and Health and PNC Broker. Uh, this is just one of the things that we we offer is uh, you know a non-traditional solution, a medical cost sharing through Sedera. You can reach us at uh, gotpurehealth.com. That's you know gotpurehealth.com, and um, you know all you can schedule an appointment there. You know, I think our, our phone number only you can call us you know anytime. Um, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. I, I love connecting with people there and, and, and so. Very cool. Do you, um, yeah. So, um, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, last question. Do you work across state lines? Can you help somebody in any state? Yes. Oh, very cool. I thought, did they lower the, I thought there were, you had to be licensed in certain states or are you licensed in every state? like for health insurance? We're licensed in, in all states for health insurance. Um, but when you're selling a medical cost share solution, that's not an insurance product. And so there aren't any licensing requirements gotcha. for that. All right. Tom, thank you so much. It's, uh, as I say, we just scratched the surface, but it sure sounds like, uh, sounds like you know what you're doing. I think, again, there's a huge need uh, in the small business community for what you do. Well, we appreciate uh, you having us on. I mean, it's uh, very exciting for us to be helping entrepreneurs, you know, solve this dilemma. It's something that we, uh, problem I had myself, and uh, this was the solution. But uh, uh, congratulations to you on, on your, all your boating activities. I, I watched one of your videos, which I was amazed. It was, it was very entertaining watching you uh, sell south. Uh, I guess that was not too long ago. You were you you were made your way down to um, I think the Dodgers Hilton Head, Georgia coast. Yeah, yeah. And we we'd normally be in St. Augustine by now, but I, I have engine trouble, and that was a week. That was over a week ago, oh, no. and the and the the only company I have uh, Yanmar Engines, which are Japanese, and that, that they closed for like two weeks. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so. So we're here for we're here for a month because you know the the daily and weekly rates are so much, and so we just stay here for a month and then uh, hopefully by around the twentieth of uh, January, as we're, as you and I are talking, we'll we'll be going be underway and it's only two or three days to St Augustine. We're going to spend a month there, but it's always interesting. They say when you're a boater, it's good to have a plan, but a schedule will kill you. <laughs> so you, you yeah. just got to roll with what's happening. Yeah, definitely got to be flexible. Yes, yeah, sir. And you have a you have like a mastermind session down in Orlando coming up. So you gotta get I do. I, yeah, I was gonna mention uh, as soon as as soon as uh, we get off the call, but I'll mention it next. I'm about to mention it as uh, as I sign off. But Dream Business Academy is in Orlando, February 13th and 14th. Um, be about 30 to 35 uh, small business owners in the room, so it's a, a good audience for you. But there's also I've got some ideas I won't share here on the open air how you can uh, really niche yourself in, in a marketing way to. Uh, be known as the 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 insurance company for entrepreneurs and small businesses. So I don't think anybody's in that territory right now. But anyway, I'll I'll talk to you about that. <laughs> so let me uh, yeah. let me do my sign off here. Thanks again, Tom, for um, being on the program. I'm uh, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. And uh, as Tom said, we are doing Dream Business Academy February 13th and 14th in Orlando. Early bird registration ends in about a week's time, I believe. Um, so it's a wonderful deal. It's a great hotel, very low rate. I just talked to a client of mine who's in California. He said, I'm going to fly there and back for less than, I think it was like $260. 
Um, and I pick up lunch both days. It's a wonderful pitch-free zone. Really, it's an intensive. I do 80% of the training. So uh, go to dreambusinessacademy.com, dreambusinessacademy.com. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.